This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. Let me kind of reposition this. I've been told I got to get that microphone out of the picture. So there you go. Ah, still in the picture. Sorry, moving the camera around. Ah, there we go. Hopefully you can hear me. So a couple quick things. This is an impromptu um, live stream. Uh, as I mentioned, the daily financial news, our normal Sunday guest, Laura Morby, yes, wife of Pace Morby, who was just on Bigger Pockets. Uh, pretty great interview, Bigger Pockets. Uh, I don't remember the number, but just look, uh, Pace Morby talked about having 300 units all done with creative financing. Pretty amazing story. Great couple, great family, uh, really giving back with the sub two community. So uh, also, we're going to make this about a half hour long. This is uh, not really going to be about real estate, although, of course, if you ask, I will answer. Uh, we're only going to go for about a half hour uh, because at 8.30 Pacific, 11.30 Eastern, the Lumberjack will go live for three hours, and uh, I want to respect his time and his commitment and let the followers of One Rental at a Time get over to that channel and that event if you would like. So what we're going to talk about here is how to write a book. Uh, I have now successfully written, launched two books. We are going to break both of them down uh, because, again, if you know my history, you know my family, you know my story, I was the least likely person to write a book. Uh, I have two family members, my sister and father, who are gifted, just flat out gifted. The, the gift of um, the written word uh, did not land with me. Uh, it uh, it went um, to my to my younger sister. So uh, I struggled throughout. Uh, it was not my thing. I don't get it. I didn't I didn't try. I didn't practice. Uh, I was happy to get a C in English class, and uh, a C for me was probably a gift. The teachers were probably doing me a favor. So again. I share this as someone who doesn't have it. I'm going to share with you how I believe everyone can write a book. I believe all of you watching this, I believe all of you watching this have a story. You have some story to tell. You need to find, you need to find it. You need to find your community. And um, writing a book is, how should I say this? Writing a book or at least writing a draft for me, is not that hard, and we're going to break it down for you in a minute. Editing a book. Editing a book for a guy like me is hard, frankly. I paid somebody. I paid several somebodies to edit the book. And then creating a cover and publishing it, again, I paid someone. So again, I focused on creating the meat. Others edited, and uh, others created the, the, the cover and the back and things of that nature. So... Let's talk about the first book. One Rental at a Time, again, is probably the easiest kind of book to write. It is basically you, the person watching this, sitting back, 
and replaying for me it was 15 years for you it might be 10 it could be 20 it could be your entire life it is documenting your story so if you have this book or you get this book this will start to make sense how did i write a book that's 168 pages long well first i started with the inspiration what inspired me to to look at my history for me, it all starts, and it's in the book, with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad at 30 years old. It changed my life. But a lot of Rich Dad, Poor Dad is missing. It's the how-to or what happened or, or all of that. So just like the second book, there is inspiration somewhere. I was inspired to answer the following question. What happened after you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? That was the start. The end was, okay, after 15 years of a crazy real estate cycle, you retired financially free. So I had the beginning and I had the end. Now what I needed to do was document the middle. So the first part of this book, and again, there really are two parts. There's a part one, which is about 60% and a part two. Part one was a was basically just a reminder or review of 15 years. So what I did is I, I, I took time and I simply wrote out kind of what happened over 15 years. Bought a house, horrible story, bought the next one, refi, alligator, 1031, right? Crash, can't get loans, private money, flipping, all of these things. And so that was it. The, the, the start of writing this book was just bullet points that were probably, the first go around were probably 25 bullets. I kept at it. I got to about 40, maybe 45 bullet points, just events that happened, right? The first time, for example, I missed Bruce Norris real estate meetup. Bruce Norris real estate meetup saved my butt. Uh, told us about the affordability index, which is a big deal. I missed alligator in my first go around. So again, I just documented, like literally just 40 bullet points of 15 years. Then what I did is I kind of collected them. If you read the book, you'll see there's four stages. Stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four. Then what I did is I never, I could never write a book, right? If I sat down to write a book, it would be too big. It would be too hard. It just never would happen. However, I can write paragraphs. Maybe not write them well, but I can write a paragraph. I can write 500 words. I can write 700 words. So what I did over the next, I think it took 90 days, is every day, I probably, probably five days a week, probably five days a week, I would go to the park, which is like, 200 yards that way, sit at the park bench, bring my computer, and I would write 500 to 700 words. And when I was done, I was done. Folks, you should start to see, if you're one of my students, you should start to see similarities. What do I teach in step one of my course? Focus and daily discipline. My life is this. So what did I do, right? I focused. I wrote 500 to 700 words a day. And then when I was done, I was done. I didn't beat myself up to write a 1,000 or 2,000. Because if I did that, it would be too hard, too big. No. If 
500 words, 500 words, 500 words. And if you ever, when, if you have this book, you can open it up and you could basically see how my mind works, right? For example, page 112, just, I just opened it randomly. You'll see a heading that says appreciating market cycles. That was, that was a paragraph. It was one, two, three, four paragraphs. And then there's another word on page 113, stay engaged in your market. That was another park bench. So again, I never focused on writing a book. I focused on writing paragraphs. I can write a paragraph. I can't write a book. That's at least what I tell myself. So again, I did that. I did it. So that's the first portion of the book. I got done with that. I shared it. People liked it. So the second half of the book was just like, okay, I'm going to publish this, right? It's not only going to be a PDF and kind of like my diary, which is what the first half is, is really a diary. So what I did is I, I wanted, I want to make sure I get these right. So you can see the from the contents, phase one, jump in the game. Phase two, do, do your homework. Phase three, the real estate crash. Phase four, hit the pause button. That's 15 years just like I talked about. Then when I'm like, okay, now step back and, and add some value. I talk about 21 key topics every investor needs to understand. How did I do that? Well, just like the first phase, I got out a blank sheet of paper and I said, what are, the, what are, the, what are my key ideas? And I just, laundry list, laundry list, laundry list. Ultimately coming to a list of 21 and of course, what I did is each one became a section. I would go to the park and I would write one topic a day. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, um, you guys are quick. So I, um, I work out a lot, play with barbells. So I was doing some heavy squat cleans and uh, I caught it too low. So. I heard something pop, not good, and it's excruciatingly painful. It's very painful. I may, I may go to the. I hate doctors, but I may have to go to the doctors because it. I heard something pop. It's very, very painful. So again, twenty-one key topics, such as have short and long-term goals, get buy-in, do your homework, and again, if you go to the book, you will see what I'm talking about. I didn't write a book. I wrote paragraphs. That is what I did. Uh, then I did answer the question because, again, this is now a year after. I said my journey after retirement one year later. And then I did 11 key ideas. Um, but, yeah, these are – this is how the book This is how the book came out. I believe all of you watching this, you have a story to tell. I believe if you remove – like telling yourself you're going to write a book. I can't tell you how many people on this channel or Instagram have said, Michael, how'd you write a book? I love your book. It's great. Well, I didn't write a book. I wrote a paragraphs and I wrote paragraphs every day. My life, the more I look at it is nothing more than focus and daily discipline. If I want to do something, I do it. I don't know why my superpower is I'm not looking at today is as repetitive or boring. I'm looking at tomorrow as excitement. It's how my crazy mind works. I'm just excited for tomorrow. And um, 
That's how the first book came out. Now, again, you write a book, you suck at English, in, you know, you, you don't even read well, right? Reading is hard for me. Um, you, you have to, you know, so I wrote a book, I wrote a draft, 90 days. I knew I needed to get edited. So I, um, I paid someone. My first editor was out of New York. I got a recommendation from somebody I trust for a New York editor. I paid that individual thousands of dollars to edit the first book. Uh, and about 10 days, maybe two weeks later, I got it back. I'm sure it was, um, I'm sure it was a better written book, but I had lost my voice. When I read it, I was nowhere to be found. That was important to me. After spending thousands of dollars and getting back and fully edited, I guess they call it manuscript, I was I was at a crossroads. I could publish it because I'm sure it was better written, but it wasn't me. I didn't feel good. So what did I do? I flushed it, wrote off the 2,000 or 2,500 books, went back to the earlier draft and found a different editor. And this time I talked to the editor and told them what I was looking for. I said, hey, I use the wrong words everywhere, right? My, when I type them, I know what I want to type. The word, is, the, the word is spelled right, but it's the wrong freaking word. I don't know what it is. It just happens. And um, so I said, catch those. Second, I probably have some run on sentences, you know, some stuff that could be broken out. Basically, what I did with the second editor is I said, don't take my voice away. Catch the stupid mistakes that would make me look dumber than I am. Find the truly structural problems. Like, Michael, you just wrote 200 words without a comma or a period. That's probably a run-on sentence. So the second editor really didn't change the book all that much. They must have caught 200 words that were the wrong word. So I appreciate that. They structurally changed a few things. Uh, but lo and behold, when I got the, the the first book back or the second editing back, my voice was still there and I was so happy. So that, so I spent five or $6,000 total getting that first book edited. Then you have to create a cover and a spine and a back. And I have no, um, Let's just say my daughter's skills in arts didn't come from me. And um, so I paid someone to do that, Josh Color from Color Media. He's been on my channel a couple of times. He took it from there, and ultimately he published it to Amazon. Uh, and again, I paid him for that. So that's how the first book came out. I believe everybody watching this could repeat what I did, but tell your story. Tell your thing. Have a start and an end and fill in the middle. And again, uh, kind of having these conversations because of that Joe Rogan quiet desperation video, this book still produces thousands of dollars a month. If you need hundreds of dollars a month to change your life, you have a story. Tell your story. People will appreciate it. The other things I have done, and I think I've done well, 
is marketing. Book selfies. I ask you all the time for book selfies, five-star reviews. We have over a thousand five-star reviews on Amazon and Audible when you put them together. Ask for them. Give, 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 and then ask for book selfies. People will do, if they like you, they appreciate what you do, they will take time. They will, um, they will, they will get so creative. It's amazing what happens when you ask for book selfies and five-star reviews. So uh, that helps with marketing. So now the second book. Um, I honestly never thought I would write one book. And I got to tell you, I never thought I would write a second book. It, my, it is mind-boggling for me to sit here right now with this book done. So pretty much like the first book. Um, you know, the, first, the second book came three years after the first. So the first year after I was like, nope, not writing another book. Too hard. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. And then you keep doing one rental at a time. You keep being inspired by your guests. You keep being inspired by all of you doing deals. You want, to re you want to get more and more people doing deals. I realized, I realized that um, while one rental at a time is amazing and will change your life, I truly believe that, it is only one story. It's a great story, but it is only one story. So I was reminded of a book that I read over and over and over again. Or I shouldn't say I read. I read a part of the book over and over and over again. And it's a book by Gary Keller. It's blue and white. I think it's the real estate millionaire, real estate invest, real estate investor millionaire. I actually couldn't find a copy. I just bought another one on Amazon this morning because uh, I should I should have it given it was inspirational. But anyways, in the back of that book, there is um, like 10 or 15 stories of people that did it. It's only two pages. like, but I read those endlessly because I need, I need, I don't know about you, but real estate investing in the first couple of years is freaking hard, right? Even if you do what I talk about, you do the work, you buy box, you do this, you get a deal. It takes a while to save up for the next deal, right? Right. The income snowball as Dion talks about hasn't kicked in yet. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to create, I was create, give full credit to Gary Keller for the inspiration. I wanted to take that idea and blow it up. And that's what this became, 15 Conversations with Millionaires. So Gary Keller's book is the inspiration. Uh, but what I did is I created a storyboard. I literally created a, a board with like all the different stories from my channel. And I wanted them not to be my story. So you have out-of-state investing, you have Burr, you have uh, trailer parks, you have, uh, or mobile homes, you have uh, just, it's, it's all there. So it was about the stories. Um, one point that I wrestled with is I didn't want it to be about the investor. If you get this book, you will not know who they are. Some of them you could guess. There's probably four or five that you could guess and probably be right. But I didn't want to put their name. I didn't want to. I wanted it to be about the story. Because if I made it about the name, I would, I would have to pick the biggest names. I've interviewed some really big names on this channel. And I didn't want that. 
I didn't want it to be about so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. I wanted it to be about the story of a teenager who moved into high, in high school with his girlfriend uh, who did a 201, 203K loan who regret, regrets selling one of his houses. I wanted it to be about a single mom with five kids. I wanted it to be about a, a nurse in San Diego who can't make the numbers work so they go out of state. That was a big deal for me. I worked on that for seemingly three months, maybe four. And when I got to the end of the story, right, the board, I'm not putting in the names. One thing I need to do is I need to create a playlist because all of the interviews were directly from this channel. I should create a playlist. I haven't done that yet. I need to. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it was the right answer. I don't know if it was a mistake, but that's why I did it. I wanted it to be about the stories. So the beauty about this book, once I had the inspiration, is it was actually easier to write than the first book. And this book is almost 300 pages. It's almost 300 pages. Because all I had to do was write one, one chapter, one story, and then I just copied the format for the next 14. Then I put on a beginning and end. And again, it's the same idea. I didn't write a book. I wrote stories. So if you open this book and you go to one of the stories, which chapter do we want to go to? We'll go to chapter nine. Guest interview, The American Dream is Alive and Well, page 128. If you don't know already, this is Greg Dickerson. So what did I do? I went through the interview and his first interview, Truck in a Toolbox, and I just found quotes. I think I found nine or ten quotes like, uh, this is Greg speaking, but it says guest right now. I build spec houses. I do commercial development ground up. I buy buildings and renovate them. I turn them into mixed juice and flex space for industrial. I also flip houses again, 15 store. I've never done ground up. I've never done spec homes, 15 very cool stories in here. All I had to do was write one chapter and I copied the rest, meaning the format. And then I wrote in a beginning, an end, and bingo, bango, the book is done. And the same deal. I write it. I pay someone else to edit. I went back to that second editor because, again, wrong words, run on sentences. Don't remove my voice. And they, they did a great job. And then same deal, publishing. Uh, because I want this to be a one rental at a time brand, you can see that the house picture is there with a the plus. You can see the purple and black. I do like the subtle words. Have you guys noticed the subtle words behind all this? It says burr, um, you know, wholesale, cash flow. Just like this one has subtle houses behind it, there are words behind this and on the back too. So pretty cool. So again, folks, I believe all of you can write a book. If you are looking for ways to produce hundreds of dollars, uh, I have proven that writing a book can do that. Uh, you have to give. I don't think you write a book expecting money. I think anytime you do something for money, it doesn't turn out well. But if you want to tell your story, and I'm going to go back to my examples from Thursday or Friday. I think it was Friday. If you want to write about your fascination with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or old cars, you can do that. If you want to write about this or that, you could do that. All of you have a story. Uh, as uh, Matt, the lumberjack, likes to say, it's never been a better time to monetize your special gifts and experiences. 
hey, if a uh, poor English student uh, can write a couple of books that make a difference, I think anybody can. The key, you're not, at least for me, was I'm not writing a book. I'm writing a paragraph. And just like my course that I ask my students to do, it's focus and daily discipline. I wrote a paragraph every day, every day, every day. It's actually not that hard. You got to give yourself permission. If you're going to write a book for me, you got to give your permission to not write a book. Because if I told myself I was going to write a book, I would tie myself in knots and not get anywhere. I create a laundry list of topics and I write a paragraph at a time. That's how it works for me. And again, it takes time. It's commitment. You, I spent, I probably spent between both books, 10 grand. Editing, big deal. I can't, I, editing and um, artwork. You don't have to do that. You can. You can probably find cheaper ways. But I'm just, I always want to be upfront. I have invested 10 grand. And that does not even include the five grand I put Audible. If I included that, it's 15 grand. You have other choices. But again, you want to make a little extra. You have a story to tell. You can write a book. The key is not writing a book, writing paragraphs. So again, I want to call this. I told you it would go to about 830 because all of us now need to go over to the Lumberjacks channel. And, uh, you know, do me a favor. If you go from this channel to the Lumberjack Live at 1130 or 830 Pacific, tell them what's up from one rental at a time. Tell them uh, you're there because I told you to go there. So have a great day, everyone. I hope you write a book. If you do write a book, leave a comment below. Tell me what it's going to be about. I want to support you, encourage you, all that stuff. Have a wonderful Sunday. Bye.